the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. Welcome to What's the Score? A series solely dedicated to the support of Central Florida small business and entrepreneurs. Donated as a community service by Salem Media Group. And now, here's Christopher Hart, Rich Jekyll, and Lucy Polito. Hello again, and welcome to What's the Score, the show designed to help you come up with that winning combination for your business. And uh, as usual, we have the winning combination for you today, starting with the award-winning score volunteer, one of only two, Lucy Polito. How are you doing, Lucy? I am great, Chris. How about you? Doing excellent, doing excellent. Rich Jekyll is still taking some time off. Of course, he's the other original award winner from Score. I am Christopher Hart of the American Adversaries Radio Show. But this show, of course, is all about SCORE and everything SCORE's got going on and everything they have to offer you. And they've been there from the beginning, from the beginning of the organization almost 60 years ago through the last couple of years of chaos. And they've come through strong and the doors are wide open again. Right, Lucy? Yeah, yeah. But let's make sure everybody understands it's not SCORE chaos, okay? It's a pandemic <laughs> chaos. So That's let's right. get that one straightened out. Okay. Because all... Us old people, we were there during the pandemic. We were always, we've never stopped working. And you pretty much weren't ever busier for a while there anyway. Yes, uh, yes and, we were. Yep. And because of the experience they have now with the Zoom and the virtuals and all virtual meeting and all that stuff, they can offer you much more because it is a great organization, have great sponsors, and everything comes to you for the same price, which is Lucy. Oh, my gosh. You know, look at inflation and everything else, and we continue to charge zero. In other words, it's free. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. There never has been a charge for the mentorship program. The volunteers like Lucy don't get paid for what they do other than the satisfaction they get from doing it, and then which is great. And then, uh, but that for, for now and for the last uh, what year and a half, two years now, Lucy, the educational programming is there's no charge for that, thanks to some great sponsors. Correct. And, uh, you know, the educational program has uh, actually improved considerably because we have had some wonderful folks that are helping us uh, to teach some of these classes. And so we've even expanded our uh, opportunities for learning. So as I've said in the past, you know, SCORE is a university. We have all the tools available for people who want to have a business, run a business, start a business, even close a business. We never want that to happen. But if you have to, and there is a way to do it, and there's a way to do it the smart way and the right way. So you can come to us, whether you're opening a business, running the business right now, or want to maybe retire. That's, That's right. The right. That's the right word. And they can help you sell the business, too. And once again, SCORE now, the offices are open at the Orlando Fashion Square Mall, the National Entrepreneur Center there, located on the West End just off of McGuire. They're there with uh, over a dozen other great organizations, I think 16 now, 
and they're all there with the same purpose, and that is to help entrepreneurs in this Central Florida area succeed. And once again, no charge for their services. The phone number, 407-420-4844 for SCORE. If you'd like to set up an appointment, or perhaps you can uh, get your answer right over the telephone, 407-420-4844. And we encourage you to go to orlando.score.org. Sign up for the newsletter, if you would. That way you'll know everything that's coming up, orlando.score.org. And that's also where you'll find an archive now of all of the virtual presentations that SCORE has amassed over the last couple of years, as well as all an archive, a separate archive, of all of the radio shows that uh, we have done over the years. And all of that is at orlando.score.org. And if you would like to find out more about being a volunteer yourself, either call them or you can go to the website and uh, begin the process right there, 407-420-4844-SCORE. And the, uh, by the way, the Coffee with the Leader presentations, uh, uh, are. somebody asked me the other day, are they going to be going back to live and virtual anytime soon? Do you know, Lucy? You know, what we're finding out is that uh, they seem to be very popular uh, the way we're doing it right now. We would love to do it uh, back in person, but... I think for a while, or at least for the next couple of months anyway, we're going to continue to do it via the way we're doing it now. We we really, uh, you know, we like to do it in person. I, I Personally, I like the touchy-feely type thing. <laughs> um, and it's also a better way for even the attendees to meet other folks. You know, person to person, I think, has an awful lot of good uh, possibilities. But anyway, for now, we're continuing to do it by uh, Zoom. Okay. And once again, all of that you can access at orlando.score.org. Okay, that brings us to today's guest who's not been on the show, but her father was a while back, and you'll find that well back into the archive there. But uh, they've become such a big part of the community, Central Florida community in general, and the Sanford community in particular. So we would like to welcome to the show, sort of like welcoming her back, but it is Christina Hollerbach. Christina, how are you doing today? Good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited uh, to kind of continue Theo's legacy and to uh, be on the show again. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, when your father came in, he was uh, it looked like he just came out of the kitchen. Uh, he was uh, he had his uh, chef's uh, uh, clothes on. He definitely has a brand. Um, I think um, uh, we've been in a five-year exit strategy, so uh, seeing him in civvies, as he calls them, is definitely a little jarring for some people who have known him for the last 20 years only in crazy chef pants and uh, chef coats. But now he's a more leisure uh, bicycle, Theo, and uh, it's nice to see him get into that role. <laughs> oh, that's that's cool. And, and this is a great... By the way, can I just chime in here and say that, you know... Uh, this gentleman came to us over 20 years ago, and one of our SCORE counselors was Neil. the individual that helped him. Neil Weppman was the individual that helped him uh, with this great idea that he had. And look at what has happened to this guy. He is uh, very was very successful, continues to be very successful during retirement, and he has done a great job, uh, which we'll talk about uh with the restaurant that they own in Sanford. And uh, it is, I think, what, you know, the whole area of Sanford, the downtown Sanford, I think has come alive as a result of you. That's my personal observation. I've been in Orlando 22 years, 
And I can remember when I first went there, it was very good, but it weren't, there wasn't that many places to go to. It was your, your place was it. And now, I mean, that whole strip, that whole area is, it's unbelievable how it's grown. And it's thanks to you folks, I think. Thank you. Yeah. Sanford has grown and changed so much with us oh. over the last 20 years. And it's such an exciting thing to be a part of. Okay. Well, since you haven't been on the show before, what way we like to do things, Christina, is find out a little bit about the guests themselves, you personally, Christina. Um, so were you born, for instance, in, in Central Florida here, grew up here? Uh, just tell us a little bit about your background and how you got to be where you're at now. Why do you go ahead, please? Uh-huh. So I'm, I'm originally, um, I'm born in Orlando. I'm the first one of like Theo's family to be born in, here in the United States. Obviously, he was born in Germany and came over when he was younger. Um, but uh, born at uh, Orlando Regional and uh, ended up going to uh, St. Charles Borromeo. But instead of Bishop Moore, I went to Edgewater High School. Uh, we actually waited till I graduated to move to Sanford because we bought the restaurant in 2001 and I graduated high school in 05. So uh, they were commuting every day uh, to work from uh, Central Florida to Sanford until I graduated. And I'm glad they did because, you know, change during high school can be uh, kind of traumatic. And I, I enjoyed my experiences there. Um, I actually did a lot of theater and, and music uh, when I was in high school, and that extended into my community stuff. I used to to volunteer and perform at the Wayne Dench Performing Arts Center, and now I'm actually the president of uh, <laughs> the Ritz Theater, which is kind of fun. Um, I ended up going to Rollins for a little while and did not graduate. I, uh, you know, our family, that was like, what, 2007, uh, 2006, and it was one of those things of, you know, continue uh, trying to find scholarship and money to go to this private college to get a piece of paper to do what I'm probably already doing right now or um, start working more at the family business. And um, I chose to, to leave college and uh, start working for the business full time. And I have no regrets um, But I have a passion for theater and music that I still get to, to do in my um, spare time that still kind of benefits downtown Sanford as an arts and entertainment district. Um, why also growing within the company and getting us to where we are today, which is almost 160 employees where we see 7,000 guests a week. So, Did your father make you do everything from washing dishes to serving tables and just so you could learn each aspect of the business? So my, my journey within the company, like, you know, I was part-time dishwasher and uh, did line cook and prep and uh, eventually worked my way up front when I got a little older because I was 14 when they bought the restaurant. So um, I waited to go up front till I think I was about 16 or 17 and did serving, bar, bar management, front of house management, expo, and started learning back of house stuff, all the, you know, and I always hate this about hospitality. Everybody assumes it's just all what they can see with front of house, but like, it's still a company, you know, the HR, the accounting, the finance of it. There's still so much behind the scenes administrative work that it takes to, to run a company. Um, I started learning that stuff, I, I would say almost 10 years ago now, um, so that I could really choose this as my path and, and, kind of be more involved and uh it's absolutely amazing my executive team is really cool so my my aunt is our um cut almost cfo you know accounts payable hr and um my executive chef has been with me 17 years my chief of staff has been with me for 12 my marketing director has been with me for 12 so that we've all kind of grown up in the company together but also have a lot of experience to bring to the table it's been it's been a really fun journey and it's as uh, you ladies and gentlemen can see it is truly a family organization 
and uh, and it has that family touch, you know, that, that family touch. You go to the restaurants there, and we'll tell you more about uh, that when we come back. Christina Hollerback, once again, our guest today. You can go to hollerbacks.com and find out more. And can they make reservations there? Can people, folks make reservations at the website? And we still take phone calls for reservations. Oh, so you my goodness. Send emails and talk to a real person. Uh, okay. <laughs> when we, we come back, we come back, we'll give out the phone number. But in the meantime, the website is hollerbacks.com. Hollerbacks spelled, of course, H-O-L-L-E-R-B-A-C-H-S, hollerbacks.com. And so please stay with us. And we'll be right back with more of What's the Score? Well, I'm on my way to the city lights. back we are what's the score and we want to thank you once again for telling your friends and family about the show we really do appreciate it got lucy polito and myself christopher hart here our guest today christina hollerbach of hollerbach's and that's a great restaurant up in sanford exactly how many years have you been up there now 20 almost 20 years this august will be 21 years 21 i guess you're gonna have a big celebration right um so we actually celebrate in different ways my dad's weird about only doing zeros and fives so we did a pretty big uh, 20th anniversary last year but we um, closed the restaurant on august 1st which happens to be on a monday so it's a convenient uh, day not to lose too much sales (laughs) but we are closing the restaurant down and like i said i have 160 employees so fine and we're open seven days a week almost 24 7 with prep and maintenance and everything else we got so getting them all together in one place is kind of hard. And so we're going to take that whole day to do an employee retreat where we're going to have some health and wellness speakers as well as taking them all out to the zoo, uh, friends and family. So it's awesome. going to be a really fun day of half mandatory learning about each other and the rest of it optional fun family time. So I'm, I'm looking forward to celebrating with our staff. Excellent. Uh, just before we went to the break, you said that you actually still take phone reservations. Is, would you like to give the phone number? Yep. Uh, phone number is 407-321-2204. Uh, we were actually just having a meeting about it earlier today because we do have Resi and we have, you know, we integrate technology with our weight system and there's options to eliminate people and have it only through the app and through the website. But like we've been so big on that guest experience and hospitality that I think a lot of people still like that option to be able to talk to somebody, especially with the average party size of our, our tables on the weekends tend to be over 14. So we like to, to continue that personal touch and uh, you can still talk to people. Yeah, Lucy. And you know what? My suggestion is no matter when you go, when you decide to go, you should make a reservation, uh, whichever pr- way you prefer, because I have never been to that place where I don't have to wait. So if I have a reservation, then at least I know I will be able to get a table uh, because it is a very popular place and rightfully so because the food is great. The entertainment is great. It is just that, you know, you just feel good when you go there. At least I do anyway. Yeah, we always say we don't sell just food, we sell an experience. And our tagline is where Gemütlichkeit happens. And as cheesy as it is, it's like this non-translatable word that 
means like that state of well-being that you get eating good food and drink with family and friends. And like that's one of those non-translatable just feelings. And that's what we strive to achieve all the time and, and everything we do, not just within the restaurant, but within the community. And it's uh, one of my favorite words we live by. And by the way, if you do have to wait, it's worth the wait. So <laughs> don't don't uh, be distracted detracted from going to Hollerbox. And this you have expanded quite a bit over the years too, have you not? Sure. So back in two thousand one, we had about sixty seats and seven employees, and uh, like right now, we've got about seven hundred seats and one hundred and sixty of them. Um, so besides the main expansions that we did in 2019 and 2020, which include um, a lodge bar downstairs, an upstairs bar, and a rooftop beer garden, we've also um, grown to have our own deli and grocery store, which is uh, adjacent to our building right here in Magnolia Square, and also our clothing store, Hollerbox Outfitters. So even if you have to wait to eat in the restaurant, you can still visit the deli, have a snack. You can go try on a dirndl or lederhosen or get some new pins for your hat. <laughs> um, and also in general, lots of great bars and nightlife. So if, even if you're stuck on a wait, there's things to do nearby that you can enjoy before you head on in for community strike. Did you mention there's a rooftop? What was it? Oh, I sure did. Yeah. So we, like I so said, we went from about 375 seats in 2019 to 700. So the upstairs is a huge expansion for us. Actually, the room I'm in uh, right now is our Knights Hall. That's a private dining area for 30. Then the upstairs indoor beer garden and bar uh, seats about 80. And then the outdoor beer garden, another 80 that's out uh, on the rooftop. I you know, said, that's very interesting. That's that's good to know because every once in a while in score, as a matter of fact, we'd like to... Uh, go out with some of our um, folks, you know, some of our volunteers and to have a happy hour or something. And we always say, where shall we go? Because there aren't that many places locally that we can actually meet in a closed room where we can have a happy hour, but at the same time, maybe do a little bit of business. So that's great to know. I didn't know that. So that's good. We actually just hosted, um, I'm a Rotarian as well, Lake Mary Rotarian, and we did Rotary Means Business, which is district-wide, and we had 90 Rotarians come upstairs on a Wednesday night, and we did, you know, the whole elevator speech and fellowship and snacks and drinks, so really built-in, easy party to host, and uh, we had a great time, so it was, it was really fun. We love doing events like that. All right, excellent. And once again, you can make reservations a number of ways. You can call them 407-321-2204, 407-321-2204, or go to hollerbox.com. And you mentioned you also have an app. Did I hear you say that? Um, well, we do Resi. So Resi itself has has its own app that, that you can book through. Um, but like I said, we, we try and, and do things a little bit in both worlds. So you can still do uh, emails and texts and things through Resi, but we liked uh, in-person phone calls, especially for how big the party sites are. Come check in with the with the hosts at the gate and, you know, enjoy a little bit of Stanfording while you wait for your table. You know, the nice thing about when you call them by the phone, you, you get that, you get a, you know, a voice of a human being, you get that personal touch. It's some, at least to me, there's something reassuring about that. Sure. Yeah. All right. And it's staff that are close that answer the phone so a little double duty over there so they can take care of the guests and get you outfitted and later hosen but also take care of your reservation <laughs> <laughs> okay and um now i take it you had to do pretty it sounds like pretty extensive renovations to the building there um yep so it's probably about 1.6 million total that we spent on on this expansion project and um 
you know, I hate even talking about the pandemic because I'm so tired about talking about it. But it, you know, it had pros and cons for us because we in Florida, you know, we opened in kind of stages uh, about occupancy. It was really beneficial to us because we finished that expansion during the shutdowns. So even when they said, hey, you can reopen, but only at 50 percent, us opening at 50 percent with the expansion complete was basically the same uh, seating as when we had done before. So we were able to hire all the staff back on and get back to operating a lot quicker and kind of ease into our growth because of the pandemic. So although a lot of people were were struggling with occupancy, it really kind of saved us coming out of the pandemic because we had so much additional space to work with. Well, you kind of took a question out of my, my, my list here, and that was how did that affect your business? And because you mentioned earlier, you have a number of employees that have been with you over 10 years. So they obviously stuck with you through that period of time. Uh, for instance, did you get the PPP loans? Did that help you? And, and just just kind of give us just a little, I know, you know. Yeah. It, it, Surviving the pandemic was, was difficult for everybody. Hit hospitality industry very hard um, because like, you know, you can't be like, well, let me give them something else to do and keep them on. Like there, there's, there's no people here to eat. There's nothing to do. Um, we made some really hard decisions in uh, it was probably like 2019, uh, April, I think, uh, when they started making all those calls. And we had at the time about 85, 90 employees, and we laid off almost half of our staff. We terminate, terminate anyone that wasn't full time. Um, so no one lost health benefits. But during that phase, we also, um, I'd already been working on launching our own foundation, the Hollerbox Has Heart, that was supposed to be for our 20th anniversary. Um, but uh, we ended up using that um, and changing those bylaws to create scholarships and grants for any staff that, whether they were still with us or um, had been on, on furlough, that they could get access to funds. So the people that stayed on during the to-go only phase, all the tips they collected went to our 3-H, and we were able to give those out to grants. Um, we opened a commissary kitchen for staff to order food without having to go to the grocery store or, you know, pay crazy prices. So we did everything we could to take care of our guests, give our guests an opportunity to, to give back to that foundation, to take care of our staff, communicate with them as much as possible. So when we did reopen, we didn't really lose anybody. People wanted to come back. They were still loyal to the brand and, and to what we do. And of course, our, our guests were amazing. Like, you know, they were coming down and putting, you know, $50 tips on their $10 to go orders because they knew it was keeping people going. And that it was a really wonderful thing to see. And even though pandemic was terrible, like it also kind of brought out a lot of good in people and we became a lot more connected. Um, and then once we kind of reopened through those, those stages, um, we high, you know, the expansion, even though we got most of our people back, I, more than half of my staff has been hired within the last two years. So it's been a very weird time for me because it's the first time I don't know the name of everyone that works for me. <laughs> I've been trying so hard to get to know everybody um, that we've been doing. <laughs> Uh, taste and talks uh, so it's like no shop talk we just we hit, hang out we eat stuff from the restaurant so if people haven't had a chance to eat something they can try it um, and my theater background shows and we play uh, two truths and a lie where you say two things that are true and one that's false and we all guess which one is the lie <laughs> it's been a great way to um, get to know each other better and find things out about each other I mean I had a, you know staff in there that I'd known for 10 years where I found out something new so it's been really fun to, to get to know everyone better and, and create that culture and unity that we, we were known for and trying to maintain that with the size staff that we have is is pretty much 90 percent of my week <laughs> so well uh, that contributes to a well-run organization 
and which contributes to happy customers, which contributes to them returning and, you know, profits for the business. I mean, it's, it's not necessarily profit motivated, but this is the beauty of, you know, a business that's well run, that cares not only about the profits, but cares about the customers primarily and the employees. And then the profits flow from that. And so, Lucy, I know you have a question, but if you'll hang on yeah. to it, hang on you to know, it, please. Please, Lucy, hang on to your question because we have to go to the break. Okay. So keep, okay. keep that on the tip of your tongue. We come back, uh, we'll get to Lucy's question for Christina Hollerback of Hollerbacks. And once again, you can visit their website at hollerbacks.com and call them to make a reservation at 407 321 2204. Four zero seven three two one two two zero four, and if you're in the Sanford area, and maybe if it's just in the middle of the afternoon, or maybe you've already eaten, and go by because it sounds like they got a lot of cool stuff going on there. Even if you're not, uh, don't want to sit down for a meal, and uh, check out the uh, the clothing store, and uh, it sounds like that'd be a fun experience in and of itself. All right, get, get popping, <laughs> dressed up there. All right, anyway, we'll be right back with more of what's the score. You left me here on your way to paradise. And we're back, and we are What's the Score? And once again, we thank you for telling your friends and family about the show. And let's see, we got Lucy Polito along with myself, Christopher Hart, and Christina Hollerbach of Hollerbachs. And, of course, they are an amazing restaurant up in Sanford. And right there in, in, in the area of Sanford where they actually have uh, turned that area around with a lot of great businesses up there. And you guys are kind of the, I don't know, sort of the foundation of all that, Christina. Yep. Um, I hate you know tooting my own horn, but... Uh... We get referred to a lot as a catalyst for, for Stanford and, and getting people to believe um, that our downtown was viable again. And um, I'm also president of our Stanford Main Street, and I absolutely love uh, that part of my job because it's, you know, helping other small businesses get started, you know, keeping each other informed and apprised. And I refer to score.org all the time. I encourage everybody to get a mentor, but the resources you guys have online too, with the templates, it's, I have a template saved in my email that says, you know, road to entrepreneurship. And that link is always in there because it's absolutely amazing how much, um, starting out on the right foot and having the right mentorship and, and, and materials can make a difference in someone's trajectory. And a lot of our businesses here have, have benefited greatly from it. Lucy. So my question is, I'm curious, you know, you folks have been extremely successful and I'm wondering how did your dad or how has he been in trying to kind of turn the torch over to you? And what kind of a process did he institute? Did he, I'm sure he's got you trained since you were relatively young, but now you're managing the business. I mean, now you're it. So how did he, did he let go? Does he still come around and look around and supervise or is he staying kind of far away? Is he letting you grow? What's the story? Uh, Working with family is difficult. Um, and actually, as I said, I didn't graduate from Rollins, but I had an opportunity to go back and help uh, teach some modules about how to work with family at their MBA program <laughs> because of my That's good. 
Um, and my mom, by the way, is a graduate from Rollins MBA. So everybody always talks to my dad because he's a lot more forward facing. But um, this company really is, you know, the three of us as a family. And my mom is a huge part of that, even though she doesn't uh, go out in the limelight quite as often. But um, our executive team is still very strong, my parents and I. And I think, um, you know, once we, you know, really talked as a family, I would say almost six or seven years ago about, yes, I do want to do this. And, you know, what's it going to take? We started building an exit strategy. Um, I know that he, my dad even reached out to Neil again to talk about succession planning and what it actually takes. And it really was a five-year exit strategy that got a little extended with COVID. So actually uh, our plan was me becoming CEO in 2020, those first two months of 2020, great. But now I say, if I survive that year as CEO, I can do anything. So um, they've still very heavy on the advisory side, but also enjoying life. They literally got back today from a two-month uh, trip over Europe. So they are letting go and trusting our team to do things, but still there as advisors. Um, and I would say that, that it's been a long journey. The first couple of years of that exit strategy were really hard. Um, we, my dad and I especially talk about, you know, there's, it, it all comes from a place, place of love. And if we remember that, and we all know we want the same end goal. So if we know we're coming from a place of love and we achieve what we wanted to, how we got there in between, let's not nitpick over it. Cause we have very different leadership styles. We're also a very different restaurant. So it's not even a critique on what Theo used to do before. It's just when we had 60 employees compared to now, it's just we have to do different things. So when we kind of got over how we do something and focus more on the results, um, it really helped our relationship. And also um, being kind of strict about us meeting as a company and trying, you can never separate business and personal but when we have an actual board meeting, it has an agenda, it has minutes, we have job descriptions and roles for that board meeting, we know about it in advance, it's on a calendar. So when we have those meetings, they're very structured, and it does help alleviate some of the, the feelings and history that comes into play that we can, can, can stay focused on that goal and think about the future of the company. So uh, all those combined uh, with communication have really helped this exit strategy, but it's been a long road. Yeah, well, I think that's uh, excellent information because a lot of folks uh, who have a family business really don't know how to do that. And they, they just assume they can do it, you know, from one month to the other. And it just doesn't work that way, no matter what the size of the business is. Uh, so it's excellent that your dad took the time to basically guide you through this whole process because it's not easy. And at the same time, the business is growing. So that makes it even more difficult uh, so, you know, it's great. He's uh, done an outstanding job with you and you are now going and doing an outstanding job. So I congratulate the whole family, really. Your mom, you're right. You don't hear too much about your mom, but, you know, at the end of the day, women are the ones that are really pushing <laughs> there. So, yeah, my dad's very honest. Anytime he gets a compliment, he will always say, hey, you know, thank you. But I was nothing without these two. So he's he's very modest and, and open about it. But my, my mom definitely uh, doesn't really go in the limelight quite as often. <laughs> <laughs> Did I hear you mention earlier that you, you had or have a relationship with SCORE? Did... Yeah. So like I said, my dad still talks to Neil um, and uh, he was kind of vital even seven years ago talking to my dad about succession planning and how important it was. 
Um, but I, I love scores. So like my main, I keep pointing, but <laughs> my main street office is right across the street from the restaurant right here on first street. And, um, uh, we refer people to score all the time. We're actively, uh, working about maybe even get in a, 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 you know, a chapter over there or allowing office space for you guys, because I think it's so essential. Um, and like Lucy said, you know, lots of people, no matter what size their company is, don't treat it like a company they're in survival mode or they're month to month, but vision planning and, you know, acting like a giant corporation, even if it's just the five of you can make wonders on, on how your company interacts with the world. So anytime people tell me like, Hey, how did you do this? Or how come this is so great score.org, you know, that especially your templates, you know, if you look up business templates on the internet, you get bombarded with, Hey, it's free, but it's not really free and pay us to do this thing. You go to score.org and there's very valuable opening budget templates and, and business plans. I recommend it to everyone. It's all free. And mm-hmm. by the way, that is the national website where and we've told you in the past, the templates she's talking about have to do with pretty much any and every sort of business document that you might need from the basic business plans right up to profit and loss statements and all of everything in between. And all of that, once again, as she told you, no charge at all. So please do take advantage of it. And that is separate, by the way, from the local website, which is Orlando.score.org. So you need to take advantage of both of those. And um, now that relationship with SCORE, I, I take it that's as your role as part of what did you, I think you called it Sanford Main Street? So um, Main Street is a national organization, Main Street America, and it's usually run by each Florida's historic or each state's um, historic preservation department. So for us, uh, Florida, uh, out in Tallahassee. And we think we have about um, 45 registered Main Streets here in uh, Florida, and it's an excellent program. They talk about um, four points, uh, and they say economic vitality, uh, preservation, promotion, and organization. And so initially, like this program really was started to save historic buildings, but they realized you can't just like go in, put money in a building and it's fine. It has to have this growth and energy around it um, in order to continue to thrive. So a lot of Main Street really has kind of changed their their focus on that economic vitality part and the promotion and design because so many people um, you know, you have a vision, but if you don't have leadership and you don't have funding, it's going to fall apart. So giving people these templates of how to save these small town America, these, these main streets is absolutely vital. And a lot of what we do in our uh, economic vitality committee is making sure businesses have the resources that they need to thrive. And again, I refer people to score constantly. All right. Excellent. Excellent. And is there a, uh, a a website for Main Street that you'd like to give out? Or Yep. They can visit uh, SanfordMainStreet.com to learn about Sanford specifically. And on that website, it will also link you away to Main Street America um, to find out more about their programs. Okay. So SanfordMainStreet.com. And once again, that's separate from Hollerbox. Uh, that is yeah. something that Christina is doing separate from the restaurant. So uh, Hollerbox.com, once again, is for the restaurant. SanfordMainStreet.com for that uh, business support organization, I guess, uh, way to summarize it. And um, so you're wearing many hats, right? Yeah. Uh, I was saying to Lucy earlier, too, like I'm also running for office here in the, our city office here in Sanford, and I'm on eight nonprofit boards. But selfishly, I tell people it's all about hospitality and tourism. 
and it self selfishly makes my town exactly the town I've always wanted it to be. So, you know, bringing in the theater aspect, the main street part, the women's club, the chorus, like everything really is about just stuff that I love that I want to be a part of my community. Okay. Well, you certainly are an asset to the community. That's for sure. And once again, folks, if you'd like to experience Hollerbox, if you have already been there, you know what we're talking about. But if you haven't, you really need to experience it. You can give them a call to make reservations at 407-321-2204. By the way, what are your hours? I know it's seven days a week, but what are your hours, please? Sure. So we're open uh, in the main restaurant 11 to 9 uh, throughout the week, except for Saturday, Friday and Saturday, open till 10. And uh, Delhi is a little bit earlier, I think 10 to 7 and 8 o'clock on Fridays and Saturdays. And uh, Outfitters is somewhere in between. But all the hours are listed, including for our beer garden on hollerbox.com. All right, that's the website, and uh, you can also make reservations there. And But uh, if you really want to have that personal touch, especially if you have a, a larger party, you probably would be better off calling them at 407-321-2204, 407-321-2204, com, And, of course, Hollerbox spelled with the H, H-O-L-L-E-R-B-A-C-H-S, com. And while you're at it, please go also to orlando.score.org, sign up for the excellent newsletter. And as Christina referred to, you can also go to score.org to get documents. And they also have a lot of educational stuff there as well. And at both websites, absolutely zero charge. All right, so when we come back, uh, we'll continue the conversation with Christina Hollerbach. Once again, we want to thank you for telling your friends and family about the show. We really do appreciate that. So please stick around because we're coming right back with more of What's the Score? Okay, welcome back to What's the Score? Before we get back to the conversation with Lucy Polito, myself, Christopher Hart, and Christina Hollerbach, once again, I'd just like to remind you that one reason why we're here discussing things like this on the radio is because we're reaching a mass audience with the message, ladies and gentlemen, and you can do the same thing. All you have to do is find out how easy and affordable it is to take advantage of radio, and that is by contacting the great folks here at Salem Media Group Orlando, and they have a team of folks who can integrate your social media platforms with your radio platform, or you can go all social media if you like, and you can get a hold of them by going to surroundorlando.com. That's for Salem Surround, surroundorlando.com. If you'd like to speak to someone at Salem Media Group Orlando, Call them at 407-618-1760, 407-618-1760. And when you contact the folks at Salem Media Group, please tell them that Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hart sent you. All right, let's get back to the conversation with Christina Hollerbach. And, Christina, as you were saying earlier, uh, when you came out, when, when basically the, the pandemic was where restaurants were reopening and stuff that because of your expansion, I mean, timing is everything in life that you were able to reopen basically with the same staff you had going into the pandemic. But then how difficult has it been for you to hire that other almost a hundred people or so? I mean, you've pretty much doubled your staff since then, haven't you? Yep. It's basically double since 2019, which has been um, a huge undertaking. And honestly, I'll still take more back house uh, positions, line cooks, maintenance have been a little bit more difficult to find than front of house. Um, But what I'm hearing um, when I go to speak on panels about hospitality, especially in Florida with, you know, Disney and Universal, the, the big concern really is 
uh, about quality of life. So it's not necessarily just about being competitive with pay or benefits, but you know now that people can you know choose to do anything, you see lots of people breaking out and, and becoming entrepreneurs, or lots of people just changing careers entirely or working from home. It's really hard to compete with some of those lifestyle choices. So um, that focus that we have on creating a culture in the restaurant where people want to be here, they want to connect with their other employees, they want to have value connecting with their guests is something we emphasize heavily. We also close on a lot of uh, holidays, uh, which is weird for hospitality, like Mother's Day, we're closed, you know, Christmas Eve, we're closed, <laughs> New Year's Day, um, because I think it's important for our staff to just spend that time with each other just as much as it would have been to be open that day. So um, company culture has been a very heavy topic when we just went to the Chicago restaurant show and a bunch of other places that you know, giving your staff quality of life and uh, work-life balance is really um, difficult to do for corporations, but really essential in what people are looking for. And um, a lot of that for me is just asking people about themselves. Like, what are their goals? Like, they're, they're treating people like people um, goes a huge way in, in their loyalty to you and, and um, how they interact with you as a company. And I think um, during those taste and talks where, you know, I've been trying to meet with the staff, I always end it on um, trying to remind them the end goal of what we do is making people happy. And what a cool job that is. You know, there's different strokes for different folks. But for us, like, you know, we have the ability to change someone's day and like know that what you're doing right now makes a difference. And that's such an energizing feeling. You know, I got a friend that works at EA, worked on a project two years, pitched it to corporate and corporate's like, nah. And like, that's normal for him. But I would be devastated if I worked on a project for two years and that didn't see it to come to fruition. You know, for us, it's that instant gratification that what we're doing is matter, you know, matters right now and has the ability to impact someone's life. It's, a, it's, you know, people talk about it's just the service industry or these are unskilled, you know, minimum wage jobs. It's not that. These are career choices with people that have difficult working environments, both physically, emotionally, mentally, and we need to treat the hospitality industry as such. And then I think post-pandemic, too, is a little eye-opener for the, for the world, especially Florida, that uh, without hospitality and tourism, people's lives are pretty sad, you know? And I think um, that, you know, I can't wait to go out again. I can't wait to go to the theme parks. Then you better respect us and our job and our career because we're the ones helping you provide that experience and give you those those things that mean a lot to your life. And also how important it is economically to our state um, and how we get to pay such low taxes. So hospitality, tourism shouldn't be the redheaded stepchild anymore. It should definitely be um, honored as a, as, a, as a career choice that's valuable to our economy. Me. Oh, excellent. Excellent. And I, I would take it that that approach that you take has insulated you from what's now known as the great resignation where people are, you know, switching jobs sort of on a regular basis, it would seem. For sure. Um, and like we've, we've lost some to different careers and things, but when you get that connection and camaraderie with people, you don't want to let that go. And it's um, it really is an atmosphere where we want to bring out the best in people and give them a chance to, to to be themselves and have fun. And I talk especially our servers, like you know, they don't take their work home with them. They can go on vacation. The work doesn't pile up. They don't have to do extra silverware before <laughs> they go on vacation. Right. You know, it's a flexible schedule where they get to to have a great time doing what they love. So it's a it's a cool job to have. And of course, they develop relationships with the regular customers, right? There's some people that, you know, they joke about, we see them more than their own family does. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, the, the customers rely on that, too, you know. Staff 
like they're having so much fun. I was like, great. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. What do you see uh, from your, you know, your perspective, both, both now as running Hollerbach's and sitting on the Sanford main street board there, what do you see going forward for Sanford in particular, the hospitality industry, and then maybe for central Florida statewide also? Sure. Um, I think I, I got lots of vision and lots of plans. Um, one of my big focuses and one of the reasons I, I wanted to run for office here is that there's not enough business people on in, in public office. I'm not saying it should be all, but it needs to be a balance because it's a different way of thinking than um, the the um, public sector and, and government nonprofit work. So I think having more people with that mindset could be very beneficial to helping government help us grow instead of hinder growth. And um, in, in where we are now, it was such at a cusp and there's such things as good development and bad development and having that business mindset really helps navigate that. And, you know, Florida is such a popular place for people to move to right now. And this influx and demand of housing and everything that's happening, we need smart people on, on these, you know, commissions and boards to, that are making these big decisions because how it affects affordable housing, how it affects the labor force, um, gas and public transportation, all of these decisions are being made by elected officials that may or may not have any experience in, in, in these fields. So I think um, it's a really a good go out to the polls, you know, figure out who you want to vote for and uh, make sure that the, those people that are making decisions uh, align with your values. And I think for, for me, it's so sad. Our districts are 15,000 people and on average 2,300 people vote. And I'm like, I don't even care if you vote for me, but just go vote because it just <laughs> drives me crazy that so many people don't care about local politics because they're the ones making decisions on literally your backyard, you know. Um, but I actually just did, uh, I hate acronyms, but let's see, the Orlando Economic Partnerships Political Leadership Institute, uh, the OEP PLI. And it's a whole program that's uh, completely free for the applicants, but it's trying to encourage business people um, into politics and giving them tools to do it. And it was an excellent program. Um, so I'm just you know, trying to fill, fill myself with resources and, and, and do best by the city and, and coming in with good vision and policy uh, based on my experience in the, in the field. But um, I think it's so essential that, that we pay attention to development and how it affects everything because it's an ecosystem and if we don't, you know, I can only keep prices such a way that's sustainable for what the market will bear. But my staff is saying I can't afford to live here. I have to move over here. But now I can't drive here because gas prices are so high. So, you know, it's not just I care about the restaurant. I care about everything that's happening around me in the economy, whether it's, you know, recession that's affecting guests and spending or inflation that's causing it difficulty for my staff to come to work. So, you know, it can't just be I care about this building and nothing else. It has to be how. How do I protect this ecosystem and build everything and everyone so that we can continue to grow in a way we think is successful? Well, it certainly seems like you have the background and the support to do it. So if anybody's prepared, it certainly sounds like you are. So uh, any last thoughts before we have to let you go? Uh, I want to give a shout out to Theo and end with his three rules. I don't know if he ever talked about him on the on the show before, but he has three rules, and that's one: return a profit; two: exceed expectations; and three: create a benefit for all involved. And that's something that extends far beyond just the restaurant. But um, you know, you kind of talked about it earlier. But you know, return a profit is still. Number one, because even though it's not like I'm all profit driven and it's all about money, we ha- we care about everyone. 
But I make that analogy about being on a plane where, you know, you put your oxygen mask on first before somebody else. It's the same way for me. Like we need to make sure we're a healthy organization so that we're in a place to help and benefit other people. Because if you give everything of of yourself to others and don't take care of yourself, then you're the one that needs help. So make sure that you're in a good place first. Take care of that so that you can do all those goals about the community and about your employees and about your guests. But uh, Theo's three rules still going strong, even in his exit strategy. (laughs) Are they on the wall somewhere down there at the restaurant where the employees can see them? (laughs) But they're definitely in our staff area. (laughs) Okay, that's what I figured they might be. By the way, I I love the suit of honor that I see over your right shoulder there. (laughs) I'm sorry? Say that again? It's the Knights Hall is what we call this private dining area. So we've got a few armored gentlemen. <laughs> I see. Well, excellent. Well, it's been fascinating speaking with you, Christina, and good luck. By the way, just real quick, that election in August, is that when uh, you're, you're, you're up for election? Yep. So all local elections in Central Florida during the primaries. So uh, even though you may not have a party, don't forget to vote for your judges and your uh, local officials August 23rd. Do your civic duty. There you go. And after you do, go to Hollerbox and celebrate, right? (laughs) That's right. That's the thing to do. And and you're right. I think people need to be more interested in the local uh, community and the local folks that are going to be running your area because that's where we have a real... uh, Say voice exactly yes. real saying what's uh, going on and, we can do more with that we, you know okay. if i get upset or something i can uh, come and see you and touch you, first, you know, <laughs> if i get upset right. with Biden, all know, right well we'll, we'll have to leave it there for today though but christina <laughs> we'll, we'll look forward to having you back good luck to you hollerbox.com right. 407-321-2204 make your reservations you'll enjoy it and until next week that's all for what's the score General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.